Welcome to the uh, Low AC Podcast. I am your gay mother, Stephen Kelsey. And uh, <laughs> my name is Aaron Blaylack. <laughs> that, uh, that makes uh, me Ron. <laughs> <laughs> what voice uh, are you going to do, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Kelsey, and I'm bringing it back to Merritt Grimclank. Yes. <laughs> I can't do that accent, so it sounded terrible. I wasn't supposed to sound nearly as mocking as it was. I just don't know how to do the accent. Um. Welcome to the Low Armor Cast. My name is Steve Kelsey. I am your game mother, and I'm joined by my wonderful pit crew. Uh, say hello, wonderful pit crew. Hello, hello wonderful pit, pit crew. crew. Hi. Yeah. Okay. We are back to a wonderful episode of uh, the Low Armor Cast set in the world of the fold with our... Uh, uh, excellent pit crew who I will now have introduce themselves. Uh, Hi, I'm Ron Leota, and I play Tama, a.k.a. Tassilius the Speaker. Okay, just one second now. Can we be your origami masters of the fold? Just something weird and nonsense. Hold on, hold on. Yes. <laughs> let me, let me, uh, okay, hold on. Let me, let me. Welcome to the world of the fold. I am the game mother, designer of this tale, but I do not design it alone. No, I am joined by my origami masters of the fold. <laughs> No. Can I get one more person? <laughs> I hear, gonna, mentally, I hear gonna, a gong. Well, right? <laughs> one, one more for safety. One more for gone. safety. No, no, not one more. Uh, uh, <laughs> hi, welcome to Low Armor Cast. My name is Steve. I'm the gay mother. And uh, I, th- I'm joined by my can, org. Can you hit that gammy. M any less? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to join in your bits. I'm trying to join in your bits. Anyway, thank you for introducing yourself, Ron, and and keeping us on track. <laughs> uh, the other two, introduce yourselves. Hi. My name is Aaron, and I am Scratch, one of the origami masters of the full. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Merritt Grimclank, crusher of of the origami made by the origami masters of the fold. But I just um I just wanted to point out that my character, while being an origami master, is technically a silk folder, which is a specialty type of paper folding. Um, uh, much like uh, uh, blood bending is a special type of water bending. Just um, I'm special. <laughs> Okay, so after uh, after I'm Merritt, sorry. Scratch, and Tama are crushed by a boulder, <laughs> yeah. I, will introduce next week, <laughs> I will introduce next week the new cast of <laughs> No. Um, uh, so, yeah, welcome back uh, to another episode set in the fold. Um, uh, set in Midland, specifically Haza, specifically Davidstown. Um, last episode, for a little bit of a recap, uh, we had some parts games we had some darts we had some archery we had some turtle races and betting on turtle races that ended up being very profitable the famous parlor game axe throwing <laughs> or axe throwing axe throwing i mean parlor games for the period um uh it was, it was a good millennial fair episode it, it was a good millennial fair episode yeah and then but it really like the main event was not the turtle racing i know that's surprising <laughs> slash turtle murder um the main event was my triumphant 
Dart throwing? Uh, no, it, uh, although you did use your tail, and I appreciated that. The main event <laughs> was, of course, the pie-eating contest, where one little but but yoked goblin, small but yoked goblin man, put down... I think you rolled two d20s or two two nat 20s in that one. I roll. I think I rolled like three, three. nat 20s. Yeah, I think it was three. Yeah, it was three nat 20s uh, to just crush the competition, getting the entire contest on his side, eventually eating other contestants' pies, and then laying on the table as pies were fed into him <laughs> to win the final prize. Of the pies. Dominated um, so much the competition gave up just to see how much he could eat. That's how epic. <laughs> yeah. Winning the peanut br brittle can. Um, and a, a ride home a la the uh, strength of Tom and Scratch dragging the distended belly back to the hotel room. To affix the obtained cape materials uh, to the armor to make it a little easier to move in and out of it in uh, public. Um... And uh, that was essentially where we last left off, knowing that there was to be another interview, like proper lunch, because that was brunch. <laughs> <laughs> proper lunch later that day, maybe some other things. And then, of course, the champion armor fights. So we're going to start with Merit, probably. Um, I don't know. How does Merit feel after eating 15 full pies? Oh, Merit definitely... Minutes? needed to just like lay and moan like the stuff is there to make the cape anything he can do laying on the floor he's helping with but probably between then and lunch he's like he's helping but he's not driving much <laughs> he's digesting preparing yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining yeah that's basically Merritt's job now is to <laughs> digest that stuff and get ready for tonight <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining Merritt kind of like laying on the ground just gesturing with a finger pointing at the cape and that's how they're helping yeah. they're like it's there it's it's there um, well, it's so, like, do, you, do you need me to paint in like one area <laughs> I can paint in one area uh, uh, a scratch and Tama, you have uh, certainly the time before lunch and the interview to uh, 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 fix this cane. Uh, is there anything else you were looking to do oh. or want to do in this space before we when just sort of move to the big space? When were we supposed to meet up with that one rando David that we saw at the turt racing? Sly David? Yeah. He said he'd find you later. Okay. Okay. Um, nothing really. I think if nobody else, we should probably get right to the, uh, interview. All right. I need you, uh, and you can decide between the two of you to roll a, uh, sleight of hand. Uh, the two of you, you can pick which one rolls it and then they can roll with advantage since you're both kind of working on the cape. Oh, okay. Uh, rolled two 16s flat. The, so 20, 20, dirty nice. 20. All right. The cape actually looks good, even though... Like, most of you would have probably um, uh, done uh, some sort of, like, occasional fabric work. You're sort of inventing a cape for a giant suit of armor. Um, <laughs> and then then artistically integrating its look out of sail canvas. So, yeah. it could have looked really poorly done, but instead it looks like it's part of the aesthetic. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, it, it matches... Uh, damn, what's the... Atlantic? It matches Lanik's uh, known aesthetics for like just being kind of rough and rugged. Yeah, well, yeah, it is very much. It's, yeah, it's, it's simple. It's not as as uh, 
Merit lied in the shop a tribute to semen? <laughs> no. No, it is not a tribute to semen. Um, <laughs> upon wrapping that up, uh, you've got the armor sort of like ready um, uh, to transport. You need to head back into David's town um, to go to the interview. You saw where they were kind of obviously setting up to sort of like lunch event. And you still have the recording um, as Tama Aslanic stating that they need to, you know, focus and 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 basically meditate and prepare for the match so yeah. that you all would be doing things in their stead. So you still have that. So now you're you're traveling toward where you saw them again, kind of in the town square area. You're going back through the games and a lot of the the events that were happening. There's been another pie eating contest or two since. Um, uh, and no, but people are still whispering about merit, and they're like they're like even even when you. I assume at this point you're kind of at that hobble walk stage where you've digested enough that you can move. By the time the cape's done, I'd imagine. Yeah, about two hours, and so, mm. but you're you're not at like full speed at all. No, you're, you're, you're just like. Uh, uh. Do I, do I take a level of exhaustion? You my do not. Eyes? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you travel up to this kind of uh, sectioned off area. It's sort of like with like temporary rope stands kind of uh, sectioned off because it's obviously supposed to be for a limited group of important people in the town. There are other tables outside of it and dinner. There's like buffet tables where food is being uh, served up by themselves uh, to people uh, or like people are serving their own plates and everything. Uh, but then in the sort of like roped off area a little bit is where the town mayor is going to be other like important movers and shakers in the town and obviously where Lannick is supposed to be sitting with his pit crew um and those there are actual like people coming out to those tables to bring them food and serve them as they talk amongst themselves and have business as you approach this um you see that there's essentially one long uh, table that it could seat about 10 people at it. That's sort of like the main table of this little uh, roped off section. Uh, at one end of it is a gentleman that is a either he's a real short human or a real tall halfling. It's it's kind of unclear. Um, uh, he's about four foot nine. Uh, so he just kind of rides the pine between them. Uh, older gentleman, big bushy, uh, big bushy gray mutton chops. Uh, uh, kind of uh, shaggy or long hair, but cul-de-sac bald. Uh, and then five o'clock shadow everywhere else that's peppered black and gray. Um, uh, like, he's got a doublet, but it's like a deep V-cut doublet. Um, it's a deep V cut doublet with, with the, and then it's like got like little like strings kind of trying to connect it, but they're just undone. And he's wearing like a weird gold chain and you can see some of his chest hair popping out and everything. And, uh, and then beside him on the table is like a top hat with a little card in it that literally says mayor um, <laughs> on it. Um, uh, beside him is a more fastidiously dressed uh, in like a in like a quilted tunic, uh, uh, which is the sort of formal 
uh, business, like the, the sort of business casual to business wears, your greys, blues, and neutral tunics with a little bit of like embroidery or like quilting on them um, to, to give them a little bit more of a puffier vestment stored, and then stockings and like a long shirt and just not a lot of detail. Um, beside him seems to be maybe an assistant, maybe a business compatriot, um, a person that is sort of covered in 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 dust and grime um is there in work overalls and it looks like they literally just came from the mines uh they're a bearded dwarf with a bunch of like ruddy things in there there's a couple other people that i will describe if you talk around the table but those are the two people flanking the the halfling uh uh mayor i guess of the <laughs> town um and uh, then at the other side is obviously a space for Lanik. The chair is larger. <laughs> it has a taller back. And uh, and then there's actually spaces for three, like there's little like cards, reserve cards for Lanik and associates. Uh, I'm going to let Tama take the lead on this because... Right. <laughs> Tama, take the stone. <laughs> All righty. Uh, I am bard, go bard. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put me on the spot or anything, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to approach the uh, who appears to be the mayor and give a cordial bow. <laughs> and mayor just smiles and nods at you. It's like, what can I do for you, lad? Uh, let me to introduce myself. I am Tassilius the Speaker. I am the herald of uh, Lanik, who I am so sorry to say we'll be unable to make it this evening due to uh, particular practices he uh, does before uh, any of his performances. Recently, he's become uh, much more faithful, and these things have become important. However, as a consolation, I have brought a statement from him uh, that can be either played for simply you or the audience, if you wish. Oh, wonderful. Uh, he takes the stone from you and just plays it. No, like, notifying anyone and everything, just, like, holds it up to his ear. Here's your voice repeating back to him, uh, whatever you all decided Lanik said. Um, <laughs> just, just cut that in real quick and post. Yeah. <laughs> or leave this part in the episode where I say that I'm going to cut it and post, but I'm too lazy to actually do it. We'll find out. Um, uh, uh, Tama, you forgot to mention the, the, the eating sheet part of his religion. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yes, our pit crew is uh, quite the couple of jokers. Um, now, the ET sheet. Uh, oh yes, there is a uh, a running joke between uh, the crew that uh, uh, the ceremonial cape we adorn our armor with is uh, is a large bib. So we jokingly call it the eating sheet. That's oh. an inside joke. You know how they I thought get. you were talking about a sheet to cover you up from your gods while you eat, so you do not shame yourself. That's exactly what we're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> and I do not appreciate you making light of my religion, Tama. <laughs> really turn the corner on the seat and sheet, guys. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, we don't allow eating sheets here. It's super weird. <laughs> it's weird. Like, That's we're pretty... prejudice. Yes, yes it is, young Tabaxi. It is prejudice. Uh, well, I'm sorry that Atlantic cannot be here, but I'm glad that you have joined us as well. Uh, and, you know, we, we know that that uh, Scratch, uh, if you are indeed Tassilius the Speaker, then this must be Scratch, uh, the uh, artificer of the... <laughs> yeah. uh, the artificer yes. of the group? Artificer? Yes, the, arti uh, the artificer. Oh, artificer, I'm yes. sorry. And then you would be young man? 
Uh, Merritt Grimclank. Oh, Merritt uh, Grimclank. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. David the Mayor. That's my name, and this is the town that I run. Um, <laughs> oh, that's why it's called David's Town. Well, uh, that's an interesting tale that the DM has been so thirsty to reveal to the group no. this entire time. <laughs> uh, please, uh, I, I, yeah. I know that I and my whole crew would love to be well, regaled with the tale. I look over and kind of roll one eye at them. <laughs> roll what? Just so this eye. This eye right here on the left is looking at him all normal, and the other eye just goes, fuck this guy. Oh. Scratch is concerned now. And she's like, you okay? Are you in, the, in this exact moment stroking? Um, <laughs> rolling one eye. Do you I love want it. me to I be? Love <laughs> um, uh, and he's like, hold on. Uh, uh, another, another, and he raises over, Marjorie, another uh, bowl of uh, uh, steamed crustaceans. Uh, let's get these on the table while, they're tell, uh, while I tell them about <laughs> Just David's any towns. crustaceans. Uh, oh, we, we filled up on so much seafood for breakfast. <laughs> and you'll fill up on more for lunch, probably, and for dinner. We are on the side of a mountain next to water. There's not a lot of options here. Uh, I, I think what Merritt meant to say was that we filled up so much on seafood that our bellies have been looking forward to the famous seafood of Davidstown uh, on next and perhaps every meal here. Uh, right? Perhaps. Uh, yes. Of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and he just laughs. He uh, just kind of looks at you with those hopeful eyes that mouths, thank you. I'm a, I'm a cat girl. I'll eat all the seafood yeah. you shove into my mouth. Scratch has been around long enough to know that this is uh, Tama's least favorite part of his job, but he does it very well. Um, uh, uh, Merritt doesn't know how much scratch. every moment of this pains him, despite being uh, having the social graces oh. to do this garbage. <laughs> oh, so Davidstown was, of course, founded by our, our founder, who... I know this is surprising. He's named David. <laughs> Everyone assumes his name is Town, but it's David. Ah. Anyway, mm. David's Town. Mm. <laughs> David's Town was founded by David, and David had a very specific vision for how he wanted the town to run. He'd he'd experienced a lot of problems with like disagreements and contracts and such. So he he wrote a very particular town charter, and this charter, of course, explains that David must always be the mayor of David's town. Now, David didn't worry about this because he already had a son named David, because he named, he was actually <laughs> David the third. His son was named David the fourth, and so forth and so on. And that's how it went for generations until one David ended up not so much wanting children. Uh, he was asked about it a lot. People were like, "When are you gonna have kids, David? When are you gonna have the next David? We need to have another David to run David's town." And then eventually in his 40s he announced he's like I refuse to have another child the Davidstown ends with me you'll just have to pick another mayor and then some very smart young citizens were like well if we have children and we name them David and it just <laughs> says that a David needs to be in Davidstown uh, da mayor of Davidstown Davidstown has a mayor named David so you'll find that about one in three maybe one in two people here are named David oh. <laughs> well, I, I, I must say that is such a kindness on their parents behalf yeah. to give them such a leg up and an opportunity in such a place this is this is absolutely fascinating. Well, you can't tell a non-David child that the world is theirs. If their name isn't David, they literally can't be mayor. It would be terrible. No matter how talented you are, you can't 
You have to be named David. This really is a stupid, stupid political thing, but <laughs> it is what it is. We can't change it. Um, tradition is tradition. Uh, so and David Arkey, Thomas eyes are screaming at you when he says that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the pots of uh, various, when he said various crustaceans, he meant fucking a crustacean pot. Yeah. Like there are crabs, there are crawdads, there are are, awesome. are sh like there are uh, um, lobster, there are any kind of. If it looks like an insect in the water, it's in that fucking pot. Yeah, water and bugs. it smells amazing. Unlike the restaurant that you went with, <laughs> the Brass Bass, which gets most of its crustaceans frozen from the top of the mountain, which is unclear how. <laughs> <Why? laughs> the found well, seafood special. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike the Brass Bass, uh, Davidstown gets its crustaceans, you know, from all that water everywhere. Uh, <laughs> It's around it, and so it gives them fresh every morning. It's cooked well. It's gently citric in, in its flavoring. It's got a nice like like butter coating through it. Everything is very rich, very fresh, and it is quite delicious. This is obviously not so much better, although it is being cooked fresh and brought out. Uh, you can easily see that there are like trays of this in the buffet so you know maybe a couple hours passes that's noticeably less good <laughs> but like this same food it's this is just the caliber of david's town's um uh fresh uh seafood when nice. you get it that way um <laughs> yeah I, I mean i'm thomas in in hog heaven uh he he grew up on an island eating a lot of you know seafood and crustaceans and whatnot so this is just like being back at home for him so Hell yeah. uh, he politely uh, overindulges <laughs> you all take your seats you notice that the area is filled up a lot of people are having conversations between each other and then the the kind of like the 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 kind of uh dusty like like grimy uh dwarf with the soot Mm -hmm. and uh dirt in his beard uh and, and overall and like coveralls and and sure it looks over at Merritt. hey kid hey hey kid hey you uh you uh help out with that uh champion armor stuff yeah if you ever want to give up that pointless frippery and do some real work i noticed you got some uh got some heft to you even though you're tiny it takes a dwarf's eye to notice that that's the pies it's the pies yeah i heard that you ate 15 pies they were literally putting pies inside of you that's disgusting <laughs> if you phrase it that way <laughs> just shoving them in there just 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 pouring pies into your pie hole um <laughs> uh, how long you been working for uh, the champion? How long you been uh, doing this kind of work? Is it good work? It's interesting. It's our, it's our it's our first first time out joining the crew. First time out, they treating you well. You're getting good dental. Just Mary's just like nodding and like desperately looking around for like Scratch and Thomas. Like so, someone's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, what's what's your interest in our uh, friend here? 
Hey, I'm always looking for good people to work the mines. Now, a lot of people like working mines, but with the work being uh, being terrible. And anytime I see a... Uh... At mines, Merit's middle-class ass just, like, hides behind Scratch and just kind of kind of looks for our our seedy places. He looks, he looks strong, but he looks a little soft, if you know what I mean. And I'm looking at Scratch, and he's like... And you're you're talking about how soft he is and shoving things in his pie hole and I don't know. You're just you're making us uncomfortable here, dude. I I don't I don't follow what you're saying. Uh, I don't, did he did he or did he not have a number of pies fed to him by <laughs> other competitors because he was so very good at eating pies? He did. And what does that have to do with mining? <laughs> I think what uh, my friends are trying to say here, uh, is that uh, Merritt is still very young and has very soft hands that would frankly be ripped on a uh, on a mining axe with such a noble pursuit. Perhaps when Merritt has found more nobility and strength in his hands, uh, he will come back and join you in this most noble of pursuit. But for now, I think our meager living as uh, simple uh, champion armor mechanics, helpers, and heralds will will do for now. But I'm certain. Just, just keep an eye on the horizon to the west. All right. <laughs> no persuasion with that. I'm gonna have this motherfucker looking towards the west every morning. I am not with that role. Uh, that is, uh, with bonuses, a ten. <laughs> he looks and he's like, squints his eyes a little bit, scoops some grime out of his beard, and kind of tosses it aside a bit. He's like, well, there might come a day when you're traveling from the West. <laughs> uh, there might come a day where having some of the skills and lessons mining teaches you, and more importantly, the mining union behind your back may or may not be the best interest for you. So... You keep your eyes on the mountains. I don't know how to respond to keep your eyes on the wet. That was weird. I'm gonna go back to eating. Like, look, we'll, we'll take we'll take side quests and help y'all out. We're just not looking for career changes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't have any side quests at the moment. I don't, um, quest? <laughs> quest? Quest? Like an adventurer? You hear vitriol drip from his words when he says that to you. I mean, like, getting him a cup of tea, I don't know. Oh. Oh. Helping. Helping. That's fine. I like helping. Yeah, fucking. see, he'll, he'll help you with your mind there, sir. The first time at the dinner he curses, fucking questing. <laughs> Sham some lobster in his mouth. <laughs> Uh, uh, the more, uh, uh, finely dressed gentleman, uh, is smirking watching this happen <laughs> and, 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 um, and, uh, leans in specifically to Tama and it's like, well, handled. no <laughs> one likes Dirk's sort of way of scooping up young men. I know there's no way for me to say it. It doesn't sound gross, but it's super gross. Even though all he does is just put them into work in the mines. It's like 12 hour days. They do have amazing dental. I don't know how they got that. <laughs> but if you need dental work, they're absolutely the one place to go work. And they don't make you like work there for three months or a year to, for it to enact. It enacts on day and date of hire. Oh, wow. So you can immediately implement that dental work as you're working in the mine six days a week. 
Are you dentist are, David? Maybe we should call him back sorry, over. Days <laughs> are you dentist David? Uh, no, no, I am. I am not. In fact, and uh, I don't have like a fun little like noun in front of my uh. name. I am David. <laughs> David is the name. Uh, but I'm David Pipkin, owner of David uh, Pipkin's General Store. Uh, I've noticed all of you uh, quite the town hubbub of Atlantic, of course. You know, like of course, a finalist and. Uh, uh, award-winning champion combatant and the the studied follower of the sp of the great sport of champion combat knows that a combatant is only as good as the crew that supports them whether it be in sport supports them emotionally uh, mechanically or by i think you said holding stuff Holding stuff. <laughs> physically, physically, yeah, you physically just hold. He's a big Physical man. That's a support. lot to hold. Um, uh, uh, nonetheless, I was interested in something. So recently, I heard word from another region of uh, Midland that some merchants, even with sponsored champion armor teams for maybe a local match maybe something to set up a little like not an official like tournament match but just an exhibition like here in davidstown we're figuring out ways to get themselves a bit more visible to the region and it seems that no one has been too ill put off by a mutual agreement a little bit of exposure for me, a little bit of coin for you. Now, if you are indeed the person that works on the armor, and if my discussion with uh, the merchant at Shipwright Shiptight is correct, I believe you recently came into the materials for a cape that's supposed to be sea-themed for the armor? Yes. If you wouldn't mind, maybe, perhaps, in the design, something artistic that looks good for you and feels like it represents you, maybe throwing in Pipkin's General Store somewhere into that design. Is uh, that what people usually put on their boats? I mean, if I owned the boat, yes, I would put in well, Pipkin's. Well, so if they just came in and bought some supplies from you, that's normal for people to just... <laughs> put your logo on their well no the whole reason is because of course it will be broadcast across Midland and uh, can I get a uh, uh, knowledge history on whether NASCAR uh, logo sponsorships are normal in Champion League yeah feel free to roll it <laughs> okay uh, that's a 15 so it's complicated it's um, complicated <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's an argument that right now you are Team Morning Sun, right? That is what you are. Yes. That's your business. And you, in all things that you do and say in and outside of Champion Armor or Pit Crew role, represent Rupert Morning Sun in a way that is supposed to, uh, like, like, show off how magnanimous and friendly and wonderful it is to work for him. However, if I were to say that no one has ever taken sponsorship deals. That would be a lie. Right. Yeah. Uh, on top of being represented, they have their main like patron and that's the person that pays for them to travel and live and gets them set up in the armor. But I would 
I would like to roll history to know if Lanik has ever taken any. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I can I can confidently Same. tell for as far as you two have been involved, Tama and Scratch have been involved with Lanik. You've never seen Lanik do it. Okay. But Lanik also doesn't seem to have much interest in conversation mm-hmm. with merchants and things like that. Okay. So, um... Uh, but, uh, uh, uh... What did you get on history? Only a seven. Only a seven. <laughs> so you don't know anything more than that. Uh, but for Thomas' sake, you have, there would absolutely be, and then Scratch, you've seen this too, absolutely be situations where you've heard Harold say, armor provide, you know, armor repair provided by, and then they shout out a local, um, you know, smithy. Mm-hmm. Um, or they'd be like, you know, if they had new paints or decals put on them, like an aesthetic put on it mm-hmm. and something, they'd call out the artisan that did that. Yeah. So it's not that it's not done. Mm-hmm. There is an argument on whether it's tasteful or not. Right, right. Okay. Because originally this was always supposed to be like about your region and the people that could fund this there yeah not your you know not you know <laughs> a one-time commercial essentially yeah. which is what he's offering okay so david pipkin is just gestures to that and he's yeah. he is talking to all three of you okay. <laughs> yeah. we could uh we could have the herald who announces us give him a shout out Okay, you we you want to <laughs> give him a shout out? <laughs> I I suppose I could give him a shout out. It wouldn't be the first time we've had an emergency repair. We gave a thanks to someone. Um, I th- I think I got this. Okay. Well, um, honestly, your uh your proposal is 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 very uh tempting. Um, so I'll tell you what I will go ahead and do. Um, I will bring the matter to Lanik. Uh, we will get the proper paperwork and letter sent out to Rupert Morning Sun. Um, that usually will have about a two week to two month turnaround, depending on carrier pigeon and mail service. Uh, once we receive back word from Morning Sun and we have the approval to do such, especially in 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 the name of 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 our very kind Lord who sponsors us, uh, we will uh. The subject and talk contract deal. Um, so that will be, you'll probably get word by pigeon, say, in the next uh, six to seven months. That said, I'm more than willing to offer you a, uh, uh, a verbal uh, call out during my uh, introduction. A fantastic alternative option. I can understand where you'd be a bit apprehensive with the morning sun name. Of course. Um, uh, to do this, but even a shout out during it from either you or perhaps when he most likely wins. Uh, Lannick, uh, but it, 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 you at the beginning of the match would also do. I could, I could see words to this. Maybe, uh, perhaps like a, a, a reference to our uh, construction supplies in some sort of helping way to you, like, like recently refitted with Pipkin's General Store brand, uh, brand screws, <laughs> screws. Uh, something, something along that line. I'm not a pitch man. I'm, I'm a businessman that makes deals. And that's uh, Pipkins. Pipkins. Pipkins General Store. Just something positive about us. And uh, you know, for a verbal, for like a little verbal thing at the beginning of the match, I could see my way to parting with. Just, just simple, like we'll round it out for it. It's a simple, like twenty-five gold. Oh, I mean, I could definitely work that, of course, if it was me saying it, to get Lanik to support it directly. That would be possibly triple. 
uh, where you want, would you? <laughs> Lanik's voice carries. Uh, he is a man of very few words, but when he speaks, the people listen and the earth shakes. <laughs> and without having actually used the screws to prove their worth, he, that's a lot to say when it's about his armor he's mm-hmm. fighting in. It doesn't have to be about the screws. It can be something else uh, that you're less concerned about. Uh, triple, triple. Well, I'm afraid that you're going to have to roll a persuasion check <laughs> to get me to pay triple for landing. What a strange request. What does that mean, sir? <laughs> uh, that is a 17. Ooh, All right. And we're going to have him roll a counter of insight. That is a nine on the die. So uh, he's like, all right, if Lanik says something along the lines of, or I found everything I needed, or almost everything I needed. I'll even let it be almost. Almost everything I needed at Pipkin's General Store in Davidstown. During the post-success interview, I am willing to part with 75 gold for that. It's quite a bit, but it will be coming from last year's uh, winning champion, so it's certainly worth it, as you say. And... Especially in that interview, like right after the battle, uh, you know, the classic time when every champion like stands there, it addresses the audience. Usually like they remove your, you know, they remove their helmet, the uh, crowd can see them and they smile at the audience and you can see that they're, you know, you just saw this person in a brutal battle, but they're okay. They're, they're happy, they're breathing. That's not Lanik's thing. Usually he's a little bit more stoic, but he's breathing, he's healthy, he's able to talk, he's able to answer questions. You know, it makes, it makes, it makes the people that support him feel a little bit better about the brutality of the sport. Um, of course. Yes, I, I mentioned I, I, it there. I'm more than happy to part with 75 gold. I believe we have a deal. Of course, it will be up to Lanik in the end, so no hard feelings if he uh, refuses. But that said, uh, between you and I, uh, if I can get him to do that, 75 gold sounds perfectly fair. Fantastic. Uh, absolutely cool. wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he goes back to eating his crustaceans. Um, uh, let's have everybody roll perception check. That. <laughs> I rolled a natural one. You are four total. You are you are uh, uh, muzzle deep. Yeah, in crustaceans. <laughs> Eighteen. Eighteen. That's a nineteen. Nineteen. All right. So Merritt and uh, Tama, you both see is off in the corner. You see the gentleman you met at the turtle races, Sly <laughs> David. <laughs> who who you've already won a hundred gold off of. So he looks like he's trying to be subtle. He looks like he's trying to live up to his name. He's standing maybe 15 feet on the outside of the roped area, sitting at a table by himself with just the widest eyes mouthing openly. Like so basically I nudge, like trying to point and, and pantomime and stuff. Yeah. I nudge scratch. And- <laughs> Waving. Should we go see what he wants? Might as well. All right, Merritt, you in? Uh, 
<laughs> Having just eaten any amount of more food. <laughs> All right. Even uh, though the polite three bites you took was just Just no. like basically a bite of every kind of crustacean. Uh, uh, I need... Scratch grabs a couple of handfuls of like crab claws and stuff. I need merit to roll a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, there's so much butter. That's a nat one. <laughs> Oof, Mary, this is a great role to be a nat one uh, as far as like long-term, long-term negative or positive impact. Uh, uh, Merritt, as you're getting up from the table, the mayor is like, like the mayor, David, the mayor just looks at you and it's like, oh, you're not all leaving yet, right? Like <laughs> the interview still has to happen. It'll be uh, with you three and me and the man. And I wanted to talk to this young man. Now I have heard some wonderful things and he literally grabs Merritt's arm <laughs> and he doesn't like hard pull him down. He's just obviously used to being able to hold people's attentions. Mm -hmm. You both in that instant realize that slow moving Merritt is not going to be able to talk his way out of this mayor. <laughs> and Sly David is trying to wave you over. Okay. Uh, mayor, just, uh, of course, we're not leaving. We will be right back. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse us. <laughs> we just need to go take a shit. We'll be back. <laughs> uh, scratch roll deception because you're lying and you didn't even need to say why you were leaving. And now I'm going to. Oh, that's a nat 20, baby. <laughs> that's a nat 20. It's like, oh, if you're looking to take a shit. <laughs> All right, two buildings that way. That is my offices. Uh -huh. Far back left office. Mm -hmm. There is a private bathroom. The secretary will let you in. Ooh. You will never have taken a shit better than that. <laughs> awesome. Thanks. I get I get my 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 portable hole replaced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you do. So there was a strong part of me that was really hoping you're just gonna direct us to somebody else's office to take your shit in. You don't know that yet. <laughs> yeah. We haven't gotten there. The mayor said I could poop here. Okay, fine. Yes. There's I a portable hole, uh, hole that gets replaced every every week. Ah, excellent. Uh, so it smells perfect in there. You both know that portable hose don't let smell out, so like, why would that fucking matter? And it seems super wasteful, I, but whatever. I, I'll, I'll have Just more fill questions. Fill it up with bodies. <laughs> I'll have more questions about the uh, replacement schedule later. But uh, for now, thank you for the information. Yeah. And so, Merritt, unfortunately, is sort of socially pinned down by the mayor. Scratch yeah. and Tama, do you go up and approach Sly David, or do oh, you yeah. first go to this bathroom? <laughs> no, uh, we, I head towards the bathroom, to the bathroom, passing <laughs> Sly David, and say, let's go for a walk. Yeah, that. Sly David's like, all right, yeah, we can go for a walk. Um... Uh, I don't remember Let's the voice go I used Sly David last time, so it's this one now. Hey, uh, Mayor's assistant, we're also going to have an orgy in this bathroom. <laughs> yeah. The mayor said it was okay, don't uh, worry. Uh, Sly David follows, got permission. follows along and is like, I'm glad you caught my... I'm, I'm, I know y'all you, are very quick. I saw that because you caught my subtle signals to, you, <laughs> to come on over and talk. Yeah. We've got something to talk about, my friends. We've got something... I've got something to make your day now. I don't... I know you made some money off me off the turtle races. As you might imagine, I run the books for Davidstown, top to bottom. If there's a bet to be made, I'm the man to make it with. Every time, <laughs> every day. Uh, and clearly. as you might imagine, there are some bets to be made on the fight with, 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 uh, Lannick, uh, <laughs> later this evening. And I was wondering if I could maybe get a bit of inside information, maybe hedge some information to make a little bit of money my way, and then we make a little bit of money your way as well. 
Are you going to ask us to take a dive? No. no. Okay. What kind of, <laughs> hey, he's a champion. There's no way. I mean, David the Mean is a very good pugilist fighter in in, in his armor, but he's not a champion professional combatant. He's okay. going to right. lose. I just wanted I'm, to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. So no, no. <laughs> what kind of like that almost sounds like a terrible DM would rehash something he did in <laughs> session zero for a later recorded episode that people were gonna hear, and that's just bad writing. Um, so are you, are you asking for perhaps a guarantee on over under in rounds or? I'm a man that likes to get to the point. You, you've gotten right to it. And he taps his nose and points at uh, uh, Tama. And he, he's like, I'm not looking for a dive. I'm not even looking for much of a push. But I think that it would be both good for me and good for the town if maybe David the Mean got in a couple hits. Maybe got a like, just, I don't. I've looked at the footage. Lanik <laughs> will destroy him in like three movements. <laughs> it's just there. And David, I mean, he's a great, great fighter, but he just doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have the equipment. Um, now, if I were to promise you that this fight might take a little bit longer, how beneficial, in a theoretical world, of course, uh, would that be? In a, well, in a theoretical world, the longer it takes, the more money I make. Most smart bettors, the ones that bet the real money, they're the ones that are betting he goes down real quick. <laughs> uh, the uh, the people that don't really bet and are just kind of excited for this, they're the ones that bet that David's going to last a bit longer. If he lasts more than, say, 12 seconds, <laughs> that's going to go my way. <laughs> if he lasts like Those 18, rounds. 24 <laughs> seconds... Ooh, I thought then, you meant like fight rounds. No, that's not. <laughs> yeah, so, lore question: Are there actual timed rounds in this sport, or is mm. it just go till someone? There are drops? not. Is it there is, a, is there is, a timer? It, there is no timer. Um, uh, there is there is no timer. There is a. I guess there's a timer in the way that if a match takes five minutes or longer, then it is suspended and just and just called a draw. If no one drops. <laughs> but somebody has to drop or give up. And when I say drop, I don't mean die. They just drop. Usually enough da damage is done to their armor that they can no longer move in it. Or the person inside goes unconscious. They tap um, out. And, and they, nobody, almost nobody ever taps out of champion armor <laughs> fighting. Yeah, but yeah, lore question is indeed true. Um, there's so a five minute, five minute cutoff. That almost, that's, that's almost never happened. Because most matches of champion armor battling are like under a minute. Are, are under a minute. It's very fence. It's very saber fencing that way. Uh, most of them don't even last ten rounds. Ten rounds is usually the longest you can expect a match to make, and it's why they tend to have so many of them. Understood. I think during this time, Merritt's just trying desperately not to fall asleep back in his food coma while hearing about the eight Davids that made the pies for the pie contest. <laughs> wow. Oh, yes. Uh, of course, David. <laughs> David Lankshire makes a wonderful pie. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shoe pie. Uh, it tastes like leather. <laughs> and it's a, it's a classic around here. Oh, and then there's David... 
Um, and and then there's David, and it's, so he's just <laughs> expressing to, to poor poor Merritt. Uh, you can roll a con save if you want to see if you actually drift off or not. Uh, it's nineteen then. Yeah, so you manage. You've spent a lot of time being bored by professors and tutors in class, and uh, this is not. I just different. found like a pokey like piece of like like a crab claw or something, just occasionally like pinching myself to stay awake. <laughs> uh, back to Scratch, Tama, and Sly David, and everything. It's like, so if you could make the match, you know, go a little bit longer, that would be great. Sure, I don't think that'll be a problem. Sure, I, I think that that's that is something that could potentially happen. I, I of course could never make a guarantee on something like that. Oh, of course. Um, of course. But let's just say that uh, uh, theoretically, what type of donation per unit of time measurement are we talking might end up in the coffers of someone who were to help with something like this? Uh, I'd say if he goes a little over fifteen seconds, maybe like eighteen seconds or so, um, a little over a quarter of a minute. That'll get you maybe cut you in for like five percent of the, the 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 take, and then if he gets almost to like very close to uh, that cutoff, maybe right at it, right at the thirty second mark or thereabouts, uh, we'll bump it up to we'll bump it up to uh, I like you ten percent. I could never agree to that. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, obviously, you wouldn't do anything. Well, I this wouldn't be doing anything. Of course, nobody would be doing anything. anything. This is all just a discussion. <laughs> yeah, it's all um, just a chat, a theoretical conversation. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. if somebody were to do this sorts of dealings, uh, they would expect their payment delivered uh, discreetly in the evening after the books have been tallied. And, oh, of course. And of course, of course uh, I, I mean, it goes without saying what Lannick could do in that power armor if someone were ever to betray him. Uh, so yes, uh, I, I absolutely refuse this deal. Of course. Wink. <laughs> of course. And it's like, what about you? And it's like, like I assume your friend also vehemently refuses the deal. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, uh, never could. Never could. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, well, knowing that Lannick is healthy, I'll just let everyone know that the over-under and the expectation of time matches. Exactly what they would expect. Would it go with their instincts. <laughs> and then uh, Sly David happily walks off uh, before you get to the bathroom. That conversation did not take long. Do it, you go to the bathroom? The I, I go into the bathroom, Dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, might as well. Uh, I go... No. I don't want to have a private conversation there because I don't know what they could... There... Hmm... You don't know if maybe there's surveillance or something. Or in I don't know, some spell there, some sort yeah. of scrying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, sure, we go, you can go. If you, I'm, I'm going to check out the bathroom if for you can sure. go use the bathroom. Yeah. But then, yeah, we find somewhere to talk uh, away from people <laughs> before we head right back. Well, while I'm in the bathroom, I want to just take a quick look at, like, how the construction is, like, how, uh, like, I just want to <laughs> quick see how to access okay. the portable hole. I'm going to make you both roll. Uh, uh, you're going to roll perception. You're going to roll perception with disadvantage. And perception then you're gonna or roll, investigation? No, you're going to roll investigation. You're both okay. rolling perception, but because you're so focused on the damn portable holes, <laughs> okay. your perception is with disadvantage. Oh, okay. 18. Uh, 16. 
All right, and then we'll investigate. Uh, that's a dirty 20 on investigation. Dirty 20. All right, so first, the perception. Uh, as you're walking toward the bathroom, you notice that there are two offices at the end of the hall. One is for the mayor and one is for the lieutenant mayor. And he told <laughs> you to go to the one on the left, which is actually for the lieutenant mayor. <laughs> you don't know why he did that, but you know he did it deliberately. And it's for the lieutenant mayor, which I, and it has a little placard on it that says for David, the lieutenant mayor, as well, opposed to a cross, which just says David, the mayor. <laughs> you called it. Uh, it is someone else's office. <laughs> yeah. But more importantly, I guess, for this campaign's interest, the portable hole. Okay, so the portable <laughs> hole, it is a nice bathroom. It's absolutely a very nice bathroom. Um, it's very comfortable. There's like a little like cushion ring around the hole mm -hmm. that like nice. comes down kind of like old people have on their toilets yeah. um, and, and, and everything, but it's, it's cozy. <laughs> the uh, seat has like a, like a marble top surface <laughs> before it gets to the hole portion and a little cushion. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. Sounds cold. Uh, the way that it looks like it's done, if you lift up the seat and everything like that, mm. is that with an investigative 20, you can see <laughs> that the whole, and the, 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 the whole seat, everything uh, not related to the whole is fully constructed by itself and might as well be a countertop. <laughs> um, <Okay>. but, <laughs> but the portable hole is set in that space. Now, you assume that they don't deliver these, so uh -huh. it must have been teleported there somehow. Uh, you okay. are confident that it is affixed to the surface that it's attached to, okay. and you're confident that there is warding magic somewhere around this room. And that as you look, sense. you can see that there's little default wards that are all sent to trigger that. Uh. And so it would take a pretty powerful wizard because you see the level you, you don't know spells but you assume as an artificer that you know spells well enough that you're like this is not like the base level like warding magic mm -hmm. so it would take someone dropping like some pretty powerful dispel magics mm -hmm. one after another to unravel this to get the portable hole assuming they catch the spell that warns them if the wards have been tampered with right and so <laughs> this portable hole is locked in fucking tight without okay. the appropriate magical uh apparatus to dismiss it okay or to 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 move it and manage it so um, you do see a little clipboard with a 20 on the wall with like little like rows and names written on them and mm -hmm. then a date beside with a service <laughs> list and you see that in four days they plan to service it again ah, okay. but you probably won't be in town for it yeah so, yeah so, most uh, likely okay i so, just appreciate that you just forced our game mommy <laughs> to give a five minute explanation <laughs> on how the shit, the shitters work. Well, it's um, important. It's very important. Uh, I mean, I, I will tell you, I've begun writing out more about that company because of this campaign. So I'm not going to pretend you're not. There's all, there's a zero percent chance. They always say chance. players help shape the world. And, and, and you have. There's a zero percent chance that I'm working on an arc I, with this. I just don't know how much longer I can commit to the role of trying to be above this humor. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but I will tell you that I'm full in. If, if you want to discuss the waste management or organization of the fold oh i'm more than happy to write out those plots oh i got um, questions especially because i'm just i'm just gonna cop to it now ever since learning that they cost what what was it twenty thousand twenty thousand gold like that would be a pretty good uh item to just 
kind of, you know, add to your inventory. The, pro so. the problem is what he just described, the amount of monetary uh, cost of the spells themselves. Yeah. Um, make it a much, much, much smaller gain on top of you have a criminal organization who uh, runs these holes, <laughs> meaning there's extreme danger. You don't so know fencing these holes. They're an organized <laughs> yeah. mob that is infiltrated all of the governments I'm, of the forest. I'm saying by the time you actually get the magic and money to steal one, the amount of effort it would go through to get fenced and the percentage that would be taken off, you would actually be making maybe a grand. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But yeah, it's But if fence. you do it a hundred times. <laughs> If the campaign just becomes Toilet Thieves, the campaign. <laughs> Pink Crew, the, the Toilet the Thieves shit of the crew. Home. The, the shit Ocean's crew. Eleven for Honey Buckets. We spend the whole campaign journeying the land, gathering everything we need to steal one portable hole from a toilet. Ocean's number two. Uh, Alright, so I have a... Do you have any other questions? Yes, I do have a follow-up question. Yeah. So these magical wards, presumably they're so that you can't just, like, pry the, uh, the portable hole off of whatever surface it's on. Yeah. Could you, theoretically, like, just cut off the surface itself and then take that with you? Uh, like, you know, it, let's say it's on, like, for example, a wooden board or whatever. Just, like, cut the, take a saw and cut the board out and take that to bypass the magical wards. You know what we're going to do? <laughs> I would like you to roll me a... I want to be clear. I'm not planning on doing this. I know. No, I'm just evaluating. No. Now that you're making me answer these questions, <laughs> um, I would like you to roll me a history check. History. Okay. That's a six. Excellent. I'm so glad you failed. <laughs> so you have this thought. And then, scratch your mind, flashes back. It's about 15 years ago. You're sitting inside of a you're sitting inside of an outhouse. It's got but it's a nice one. It's got a portable hole. Now you've heard <laughs> about these and you know that they exist in some hotels and everything. You never seen one in an outhouse. And you have a thought, scratch. <laughs> you know. It's an outhouse. It's the middle of the night. I just came out here to go to the bathroom and go back to bed. No no one's here. You've only been with your current mercenary group at this time for like four days. Mm -hmm. It hasn't been a lot of time. Four or five days is not a lot of time to make bonds. Free people even give a shit about you, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And there's a portable hole there. And you know it costs a bunch of money. Yeah. So in this version, Scratch... You gently try and saw around with your serrated knife, this portable hole, lift it up. The hole goes with the circle disc from the outhouse that you have. And you're like, I'm just going to fucking bounce out. How much? It's an outhouse. You're kind of in, in, you're not in a rural region, but you're in kind of like a, almost like a way station between mm -hmm. towns. And you're like, there are so many mercenaries, no one's going to notice that I just kind of fade away kind of thing. <laughs> Certainly has happened. Moment you go through the door, as you pass through the portable hole and the thing that you cut from it begins to disintegrate into like uh, 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 like a sparkling dust. Uh, and then you okay. turn back and it's right back on the thing. <laughs> and you have the thought, damn, I guess if it was that easy, people would have done it a lot yeah. before. <laughs> 
flash forward to the future and now we have the mechanic that every time you fail a history check <laughs> on a question you ask me about any of this stuff <laughs> and it's a specifically related to something that I'm like this would be something that Scratch would think about in their long game scheme <laughs> getting one of these horrible holes we're gonna play that your character tried that <laughs> in the I past like and I'm just gonna narrate those scenes uh, to give it a little bit more flavor for the audience and because I think it's funny that Scratch not just now but for years yeah. has been working this portable hole angle privately in their mind once no, we'll you figure it out you're set for life right like, yeah aside from just the benefit of having a portable hole <laughs> for real so uh, do you have any other questions I won't do, make you do another no, flashback no, uh, Scratch is satisfied and uh, does her business and you know, and mm. washes her hands. And and so you two paws. wanted to go somewhere private. Yeah, now with the knowledge quickly. that you just shit in the lieutenant governor's uh, <laughs> uh, 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 office, a bathroom. So this actually works quite a bit in our favor. Mm -hmm. um, worst case scenario is he doesn't pay us and we just leave and yeah. that, that's that. And, you know, do something to ruin his reputation later. But... Uh, <laughs> absolute worst case scenario of us getting caught is that that's the reason why we're not going to do nearly as well as Lanik normally does in these things mm -hmm. considering this is the first time we've ever <laughs> fought in these? Yeah, yeah I mean, uh hopefully we get a chance to practice before we get out there because I've set up the controls, I've done a little bit of testing but uh, I'm not we haven't had a chance to actually try them yet. So. I mean, frankly, even the rumor existing, while normally I would do everything <laughs> I could to avoid damaging rumors, actually works in our favor. Yeah. These sorts of things have a tendency to get out a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's enough to give us a very, very good excuse. Mm-hmm. Just to note, normally I would not agree to that sort of deal. <laughs> um, just so we're all straight on where our morals lie. I don't yeah. normally do that sort of thing, but this really really works for us yeah no yeah this uh this is a big opportunity dropped it right into our life <sighs> all right let me put the fake smile back on and go talk with the idiots again <laughs> all yeah. right we're gonna cut back to merit because you all decide to go to the bathroom investigate it then take a side thing merit a young woman approaches uh pad and pencil in hand uh, uh, and sits directly across from you looking at the empty seat that Lannick was supposed to be sitting looking at the fact that there's some unfinished food uh, she ignores it she has large kind of curly hair she's dressed again in one of like the, the formaler tunics like she's a professional Merritt doesn't notice the mayor actually acknowledge this person and everything what he notices is that there's a pitch change in the voice <laughs> and suddenly a different voice is talking um and he looks up and uh this uh elven woman with like an 80s level perm like just a <laughs> just a violent perm violent um, perm a <laughs> uh, 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 violent just big giant hair sprayed perm uh, spectacles uh thin kind of elvish features sort of classical elvish features uh especially high elvish features a bit of a uh, um of a sort of a severe kind of look to her mouth and around the corners of her mouth like she spends a lot of time frowning um and uh looks and is like ah yes i'm here to interview uh you uh Mr. Mr. Grimclank, a uh, member of the pit crew of Lanik. Yes, my name is 
My name is David Rose. I am uh, here to interview you about the upcoming match, since it appears the mayor informed me that Lannick could not be here due to his personal thing. So I do have some questions about his religion that I would like you to answer. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> Immediately furiously scribbling notes as they are obviously analyzing you. So, uh, it seems to be that you've you've uh you've been on the team the shortest amount of time. Uh, how do you feel like Lanik's chances are in today's match? Have you have you seen him as what is, what does a day of training look like for Lanix? Is it is, does he only fight when the champion battles happen and otherwise keeps it? What is what is what does well, he look we, for? Like in, in normal times, like we practice. Him and I have sparred. We we make sure he keeps his skills up when we're not actively fighting. And and well, looking at you, and they're writing their notes and then flipping their pad, and writing more notes. Um. Uh. So this this new religion that. Lannick is found because we've seen mm -hmm. him. He did interviews on the day of uh, matches before. Can you tell me a bit more about that spirituality? It's just really important to meditate and prepare for large events, for for large expenditures of energy. I think we all could could benefit from taking some time of quiet to prepare for big events in our lives. <laughs> All right. All right. You get to choose. <laughs> is Merritt lying? He is or not talking he... about him explicitly. Yeah, or does so he generally believe lying. that? But yeah, he like He generally believes this, but is also specifically not talking about him because he doesn't want to. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say Merritt, you could do performance or persuasion. This is also kind of the general charisma check, which I should have you rolled the disadvantage of for how low-key you're being um, about the interview. But uh, I'm uh, just trying to be awake and like I'm supposed to be here, yeah. instead of just desperately wanting to be asleep in our hotel room at the moment. Uh, 17 total. 17 total, all right. And she's like, it is important. We should all be taking time to... To like really think about ourselves and our upcoming actions on important moments. I agree with that. That's that's good wisdom from Lannick. Um, uh, <laughs> from um, Lannick. <laughs> uh, 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 now we know that Scratch, who's unfortunately elsewhere, uh, the mayor says pooping. Um, <laughs> this Scratch. Uh, Scratch is uh, is an excellent artificer. Um, uh, <laughs> artificer. Oh, artificer. Okay. Artificier. 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 Okay. We know that Scratch is an excellent artificier. And though Lannick won the championship before last year, once Scratch was on the team, he won it more handily this year, especially with so many people eyes on how he fights. Uh and everything. How is it working with someone like Scratch? It's it's great. It's great feeling like I can, I can help out with uh, at least holding stuff for repairs as well as the the preparation and, and training side. We've heard some rumors that Scratch, there's been some 
scandalous behavior between them and other different pit crews and other, uh, especially younger men. Um, I mean, uh, whose definition of scandalous is any is, is anyone doing anything against their will? I not. I, I don't well, think I, so. Uh, do, so <laughs> you're so... saying on record right now that Scratch has never, never uh, uh, crossed the line or, or, or said anything inappropriate to you. Uh, without apologizing if it offended you. <laughs> no. All right. Um, they they read that and it's like, <laughs> yeah. At no point have you made Scratch particularly. Scratch is dirty. They're not. Yeah. They're, 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 they're not done anything untoward. Uh, the the failing on the group. Now, what is it like having uh such a like a a person so foreign to most of this like. Admittedly, their homeland doesn't what have What do you much. mean by foreign to most of them? I mean, the, the, it is a foreign concept to most of them because they're foreigners from a foreign land. I don't know. You should ask them when they come back. Well, like, you're, you're Haza born and bred, right? Yeah. And, born and son for life! <laughs> Woo. Woo indeed, young man. Woo indeed. Just, just start using sport adages. Um, you just mm. got to get out there and leave it on the field. You know, uh, praise uh, him. Number one, just got to uh, start with that. Tom isn't here to help the poor man. <laughs> uh, 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 we've, you know, uh, there's been, he's certainly in a capable herald um, and definitely appears to have a fair grip on the sport. But do you think that it's appropriate uh, when there are so many bards and 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 registered people from Haza to you think uh, it's appropriate <laughs> to question the choices of like making relationships with people from other cultures and lands? I'm not saying that other people from cultures and lands couldn't have relationships. But this was a job available for a Haza citizen that went to oh a person God. not from here. I... You are in a rural town named Davidstown. What the fuck do you think these people are? Well, uh, just let me know when we get to walk up. Uh, so right as Merit's trying to figure out how politic they're going to be about this or not is about the time that Scratch and Tama come in sight for Merit, not for uh, David uh, Rose, the reporter. I'm going to listen for just a couple of moments to see where this is going. And if Merritt's handling it well, I don't want to interrupt them. They, this is something they need to learn. I don't like how you're talking about my friend. Merritt has no better. <laughs> At that. <laughs> Without really knowing what that's yeah. We just heard Merritt say, I don't like how you're talking about Which my is friend. a sign to me that they're not being very kind. Yeah. Go, oh, Hello. I am Tassilius the Speaker, also known as Tama. And you are? Oh, I'm David Rose. I was Being interviewing. Being mean! <laughs> you were, you were inter interviewing. Yeah, interviewing. Uh, 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 Mr. So, I'm sorry, I just, need, I just need a moment. He just kind of stares off for a moment, like confounded. I, I'm sorry, I'm still getting used to uh, rural places where they would conduct an interview before the Herald was was present. That is, That's so... <laughs> Such bad decorum. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, it was weird. Me. I was in the I, middle of talking. It's almost as there. if they ambushed our newest <laughs> member to get a better news story. I, I no, I, that wouldn't be it. I'm sorry. I, oof, there's, there's been some treatment that. Never mind. Yes, let us conduct our interview. 
cold looks at Scratch. Not Tama, not Marin. Um, oh, can you tell us about any improvements that you have on the armor tonight? And addresses the question specifically to Scratch. <laughs> Smart move. You'll see him on the yeah. field! <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You'll see him on the field. I bet you'd like me to tell you about him. Well, I mean, yes, because I'm a reporter and this is going to go in the paper tomorrow. Yeah. So it'd be nice to have the details for it now so I have time to write it up. Well, uh, I've got, I added jump jets to the, uh, jump jets to the boots so uh, it can fly now. And okay. um, energy swords, uh, one on each arm. Uh, roll deception. <laughs> I'm not trying to deceive. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see... I'm gonna use your deception roll to see how gullible this person is. Fourteen. Fourteen. All right, that's high enough for me to have to roll insight. Anything above a ten, I'll actually roll for. If it's a ten or below, I'd be like, no. Were you trying to say actual features or like you just making shit up? J making shit oh, okay, up. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That is a natural six on the die. <laughs> Jump jets. <laughs> energy swords. Ooh, psionic energy. That's that's fairly new. That's fresh. That's mm -hmm. that's, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, know. yeah. I get the energy from the plane of. Oh, I... you know the one. Uh, yeah, from the energy plane. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Where all the energy comes from. <laughs> exactly. Uh, she she goes she goes. It's so unfortunate. I'm not going to be able to watch or review the match oh, tonight. That um, is too I've, bad. I've got prior commitments. But what a shame. This gives me the opportunity to act as if I was there. This is really going to help me. What do um, you have to do in this back? Does <laughs> is that what an do you in have character to do in this country town when there's the great fights happening? Can I this Monday ass town? Can I, can I ask this Monday to Friday town? <laughs> can I ask? Does merit? Start saying backwater and then say country, or do you just want him to say country? I know what I want him to say. <laughs> I feel like Merritt probably would have started to say backwater. All right. I'm going to roll some rolls here. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> so Merritt starts talking. Obviously, there's a bit of a problem. Obviously, there's, you know, like, like with this reporter, they have not been kind and everything. They've written down their notes. Merritt's like, when Merritt goes back, I mean, country town, the reporter herself, just David uh, Rose. Just, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yeah, it's just uh, uh, so I'm watching one of my uh, sister's kids. And it's my sister-in-law, to be clear. It's my third sister-in-law from my same brother. See, we're elves. We're very long-lived. And so we tend to take a lot of... Anyway, so I'm watching the kids. <laughs> I'm watching the kids. And they're a little young for the violence level of champion armor fighting. Um, not every parent believes this, but my brother and I have certain feelings about the exposure of this sort of an aggressive sport and everything. But... While that's happening, the two um, merchants that were there, specifically the, the miner <laughs> and the uh, Pipkin's general store owner, just sort of slowly push themselves from the table and stand up, and Pipkin's general store owner is like, 
just leans over and he's like, never mind about the sponsorship. <laughs> and he gets up and he looks at Merritt and then he gives the same withering look to David Rose <laughs> and everything. And he's just like, I've lost my, I've lost my appetite. I think that I shall move on. What about you, David? And he's like, yeah, I, uh, maybe I just got too much dust in my lungs already. That's filled my belly. I don't know how digestion works. <laughs> and, and, and they both kind of get up and everything. Fortunately, the mayor is too busy in his pot uh, to have caught uh, the minor slight. The reporter, David Rose, noticing people are getting up and everything is like, oh, well, it looks like things are going to be wrapping up here. Did I happen to be within earshot of the foreign co uh, comment? Uh, of the foreign comment? Any of the foreign uh, comments? No, was but you're about me? to be. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's like, and looks and smiles uh, somewhat falsely, but not in a, like a malicious way, in the polite way. And it's just simply, so uh, I, I tried to get at the bottom of this when I was discussing the conversation with your, 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 your young coworker. Uh, uh, I was really curious how it feels to be uh, kind of swept up. Midland is the capital of champion armor. And as far as I understand it, from the archipelago or uh, island gatherings that you're from, uh, they don't really have much of this yet. Uh, how does it feel to be a stranger in a strange land, if you will, uh, 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 discussing this uh, or, or being part of this new great sport that's still only in its relative infancy. I mean, 50, 60 years old in the, the history of the fold is nothing. It's a blink. It doesn't feel to be a foreigner amongst amongst Hassa citizens, especially representing the the the, the lord of Hassa and his armor. Uh, I have to say it's a great honor. Uh, frankly, uh, being able to uh, be a part of cultural exchange between my people and the people of Hazza has been a very positive experience. Um, the only thing that's been, frankly, a uh, little uh, shocking to me was I, I expected coming to Hazza, the capital, that far more people would be educated about other lands and would have already been uh, uh, a part of cultural exchange where I studied extensively to understand Hazian uh, uh, rituals and culture and etiquette. Um, so when I arrived, I simply had no problem uh, joining into the society. It seemed so odd to me that... Uh, the folks around here uh, just haven't been uh, as as eager to educate themselves about the vast world of the fold that we all have the honor to live in. And I smile back. And it's like, and and she was writing most of that down actually, and she's like, ah yes. Um. Well, I'm glad that you get to enjoy, uh, uh, the the significant culture side, and hopefully you can teach us more about your small corner of the fold. Uh, thank you very much, all of you. It's been very wonderful, and I will go home and 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 write up my uh, scroll. I don't know what we write in. <laughs> uh, I haven't thought about that part. I'll go and write up my, my interview, and it, you'll find it in tomorrow morning's paper. Um, did, did I notice while uh, being around town if there were uh, more than one publication in Davidstown? Uh, there is not. There is simply a, a it, it, it's essentially, it's a, like a long, uh, uh, two-sided sort of like 
daily news periodical. It's not a significant thing. It just says the Davidstown News on the top of it. It doesn't even have like a fun picayune sort of like <laughs> like like title um, uh, and everything. And it looks like there's maybe like half a dozen to maybe ten articles on a given thing. I am going to spend the rest of my evening finding out who her rival is in the paper, <laughs> who her boss is in the paper, and I'm going to try to talk to both of these people. All right. Uh, we can absolutely <laughs> do that part. Nonetheless, with that, the lunch is beginning to die down. The mayor excuses himself uh, and, and it, it, with the last comment, Oh, did you enjoy the bathroom? Yes, it uh, accommodated us both quite nicely. Oh, Very at the same time, hopefully. Mm -hmm, of course. Yeah, uh, excellent, <laughs> excellent. I'll, uh, I'll let David know. That's <laughs> how our people do it. <laughs> For those listening to the podcast, Ron right now is just hand in the air, just looking baffled at Aaron as he sets a tone for bathroom buddy time. Uh, for either Zabaxi or just this pit crew, unclear. Um, we but don't the, all go together. <laughs> hey, it's but part now Atlantic's it, new religion. Yeah. <laughs> now the team it's something that they together, believe, stays though. together. I, yeah. The mayor just like grabs his top hat with it, adjusts his chain in his like deep V shirt, stands up, and he's taller than all of you, but he's shorter than most of the people here and everything, and just sort of like. I've eaten too much waddles away uh, uh, from the uh, table. Uh, it is stuck in my head, so I'm sorry, but I have to say it. My brain from from the, the last thing is just like, those who pits together shits together. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. I'm sorry. So this is our official uh, motto now. Uh, <laughs> Thomas <is> the logo. <laughs> Thomas says to the rest of the crew, you know, on a scale of like, good to abysmal that went pretty fucked <laughs> I, think it, I think it went pretty alright so you know just a and I, I don't want to feel like I'm talking down to you but like just as an etiquette thing don't no matter how awful the reporter is don't shit on the town like back while calling it back while you know I know you yeah, caught yourself part. you did your best but I'm gonna have to hustle to make sure that doesn't that doesn't affect us, and I still might not be able to. <laughs> I might have to ruin another I, person's career to make this work. I just imagine in the paper since I could like because in the, for some reason Haza has just clickbait now for article headlines, <laughs> and it's like Lanik thinks everyone in town idiots. <laughs> just one of those things where you like read the article below it, and you're like Lanik doesn't isn't even talking in this. What, <laughs> yeah. what the Fuck. We start a rumor that the mining union is anti gladiator armor fights so that they don't take him seriously. Uh, do you do anything before sort of like dinner wraps up and you leave or lunch wraps up and you kind of like leave that area? No. Maybe stuff some shrimp into my jumpsuit pockets or something. Of course, just you know. portable walk around shrimp. We yeah. have to get into a big scene over it. Just collect a little bit of information and roll insider persuasion y things or. You can just add in find anything. That's fine, too. Um, uh, collect a little more information on what? On her her specifically, I want to know who, oh. who her rival is, who her boss is, and kind of use my, my, my end goal 
for you is I would like to basically get an inter- give the interview of my life to her uh, rival, kind of throwing her under the bus for not following um, what would be considered proper etiquette for these types of interviews and hoping that since it's a smaller town, they won't know that um, I'm making up some etiquette. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just a little bit of, of fuckery to get a better interview in the paper. Yeah. And kind of screw her over for ambushing our new guy. Uh, okay. Um, Especially so that the only interview in the paper isn't uh, <laughs> there are a bunch of assholes who shit on the town. Can I get an investigation roll out of you? Then, uh, Tama. Yeah, nine. Nine. <laughs> uh, so you do learn some things about the paper. You ask a little bit around. Uh, it seems the paper is staffed by about four people. Um, okay. And then there's a mage that sort of for them just like duplicates it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and everything so that they can hand it out. Uh, there's about four people that run it. All of them are people that just sort of like work and write on things uh, together. It sounds like they basically on a given day have like a meeting in the morning where they discuss what they're going to talk about and what people who might not be able to see things or be interested in. There is one reporter that specializes in news from outside of Davidstown, and he pretty much writes something every day um, about an event outside of Davidstown. Sometimes it's meaningful. Sometimes it's just whatever he can find out. Um, and he interviews a lot of travelers. Um, but as far as you know, there's no like specific notorious rivalries and everything. Uh, but with a nine, I'd say that your instinct is the only other reporter you could potentially do an interview with is this other reporter who does outside stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. he's, he's like, Oh, you're, you're from this foreign land. Um, if you choose to do that, we're not going to, uh, like role play that. I'm going to kind of summarize the story of how it happens. We'll do like a couple roles. I am um, not confident. I found a rival that would mm-hmm. like try to, they seem like they have their own thing. And, mm-hmm. um, I just want to try to, uh, talk to whoever runs the paper and then the reporter who actually re- interviewed us to just run a little bit of damage control. Uh, Okay, we'll, we'll we'll run that in a bit. So what we could do is maybe if we were somehow able to intercept her draft and replace it with a different thing that one of us has written. No, that is there's so much tangible evidence to screw us because then they just the next day run the retraction and how the thing was. Scratched. Yeah, but then by then we're we're gone. Damage control. <laughs> Reputations linger. Yeah. Despite yeah, this that's being us a, controlling the damage. Uh, <laughs> until we leave. This this stuff follows. This is so you know you deal with the armor. This is the type of lingering shit I deal with every time every time you have right. too much fun with another pit crew. <laughs> I have to answer questions about that. Fair enough, I suppose. Uh, so as you discuss options, maybe are you going back to the hotel room? Yeah, yeah. Um, and everything to kind of rest more for merit. Um, you know that around five, six o'clock is when you should be rolling out um, to the actual arena um, to kind of show up. If you show up at five, you will be able to catch all of the lead up matches. If you show up at six, you'll still have a couple lead up matches, but you'll have a comfortable cushion still before you would ever have to actually fight. Your match will be kind of closer to seven o'clock. 
There's entertainment between the matches. There's, of course, vendors there and stuff like that. Nothing that you wouldn't find in the town, especially all day. Okay, in a place like Davidstown, this very much has a, like a college football tailgatey sort of like event thing. There are people uh, there with that. But do you do anything before you go to the arena? Um, Other would, than what you discussed already. Yeah, I just that. I would say, like, we should probably at least get into the armor and practice, like, moving around a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that we're not, like, literally learning everything out on the field. All right, so you do a little practice work in the armor. You're little not practice. Gonna to, you're not going to have to roll for that. You okay. Because you're just calmly, like, manipulating it. You're trying out the three-seater methodology. Um, uh, what, so, yeah, speaking of the three seats... Um, are we like I, I assume we're vertical mm -hmm. what I've been thinking is um, scratch for the legs merit for the arms and then you have to I be form the, the head yeah you form the head yeah <laughs> uh, that is absolutely makes sense uh, I, I'm gonna be the one throw speaking as him so the voice should come from the helmet yeah. like, and then merit can get the torso which means that your melee character who's best at hitting things with arms <laughs> yeah has the things with arms and yeah. having my hands up in the torso means I can still wiggle my fingers and move my hands yeah. to cast. Yeah, mm. that's very smart. Yeah. yeah, and 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 then um, and then uh, I'm the biggest and stoutest one. So. Yeah, you are the biggest. You are the biggest one. You you and Merritt probably weigh about the same mm -hmm. uh, musculature to uh, uh, height, mm -hmm. but you are taller. And yeah. you, and parts of you are just physically larger. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh also, so I'm thinking the way that the flu fads ten pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm also thinking that uh, we're not standing directly on each other's shoulders. Ideally, like that's probably an option. But in, probably in my mind, in my like mind, you are actually slotting into. They're not the most comfortable things. Mm -hmm. Like little truck jump seats. I yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's essentially yeah. what's happening. So I guess we'll, we'll uh, wait. We're not doing tandem now. karate like <laughs> like in Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not on some sort of sink wave. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, 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 drift. So yeah, your drift, drift. What's your drift percentage? Um, uh, so uh, uh, well, you you get a little practice with this. Um, I'm gonna have you roll a persuasion rolls. I'm going to have you roll three persuasion rolls, uh, okay. Tama. Uh, can I tell you how I approach it with her specifically? Yeah, with her specifically, yeah. Okay. Um, the So with her, I want to approach it in, in a more human way. I want to be very honest. Um, so in, in, in a sense, I what I'm going to do is I'm going to be like, listen, Merritt is new. Merritt has some some ideas, and, and, and the worst thing for his career right now could be him slipping and saying something dumb like that. You know, uh, and and considering Larry is an idiot child. <laughs> consider, you know, considering that we we didn't have we didn't get off to the best start. The normal interview protocols weren't followed. I you know I think it would I, I I would really appreciate it if at the very least and at the whole time trying to be so charming she would never want to hurt me. Uh, being like if you're going to say somebody said something bad, not even telling her not to write it because I know reporters take that. If you're gonna have say somebody said something bad, say it was me. Because I don't want him to get, I don't want him to get in trouble so early in his very promising career. But I will be instructing him on uh, respecting places, being from a small place myself. Uh, okay, yeah. So roll your persuasion rolls. Okay. You get three. Mm -hmm. Twenty-one. Sixteen. Nat twenty. Nice. All right. Uh, I will describe what happens to that when that comes out. She sort of nods. You get the feeling that she's hearing you. 
Yeah. Then she's hearing you, but she doesn't really commit to which avenue she's going to go with. But you do feel like you've impacted her. Yeah, and I, may, I make it very clear, like, if you don't change the article, no hard feelings. I know how these things go. You have a career, too. And very cordially shake her hand. You wouldn't hurt me. Bat my eyelashes. Leave. All right. <laughs> so knowing that um, you have to get back to the hotel room mm-hmm. and everything, knowing that you're going to go from the hotel to the arena. Oh, boy. And you need to get that armor there. <laughs> Do you, A, bring the armor separately kind of on the chariot like you did when you came into town? Um, Where Lannick looks like he's riding a chariot while standing as Tama just sort of like proselytizes for him, promotes for him? Um, B, do you bring the armor separately, like have all of you separated from it and just not explain why Lannick isn't walking with you? Or C, do you all get in the armor and walk down as Lannick? So, uh, can we D those two get in the armor and I herald them? I th- yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty close to what I was thinking, because um, I assume that, uh, uh, like, how we do this depends entirely on how it's normally done. So, um, so you would go to the arena first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, would... I assume, like, separately, like, normally they would see all of us. Uh, normally they'd see all of you, but they don't have to. There's nothing right. that's required. Yeah, yeah. And you've seen plenty of pit crews show up separately from their champions. Yeah. yeah. Um, and everything. You would go to the arena first. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lannick would go, uh, usually actually in the armor. Okay. Um, to kind of like, because uh, he's got to get there anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and go like wave at some people and everything. But again, Lannick wasn't super social to begin yeah. with. Yeah. And then uh, you would go to basically your your um, prep area, mm-hmm. um, which in this place is kind of a larger stable room that's kind of closed off for mm-hmm. privacy. Um, uh, prep area to kind of do last minute tweaks and everything and then wait until you're announced. Then you, Tama, would go out and do the announcing. And then usually what would happen is, is that because there was no rush you would not like run back to the prep area and everything like that. You'd either hang out with the commentators if there were commentators or you'd um, uh, go up into the stands and watch because you don't serve as any kind of like mechanical response. Usually Uh, scratch you and uh, merit would not have left sort of like the pit kind of side arena. Yeah. Um, But you wouldn't really be that visible to the crowd either. Yeah. Um, okay. It's it's perfectly fine for heralds to go out and announce someone and then walk off and then that person comes out. Uh, but yeah, so are you um, thinking two in the armor then? Yeah. No, that sounds like a good plan. Um, yeah. Uh, Merit and me in the armor and uh, Tama announcing us and then Tama climbs in after. Let's mm-hmm. do it. All right. So you're in the armor, the new cave. So, go on. I just. When did we? Do you guys already decide when you want to arrive? Because I'm I'm good arriving sooner because that means we can watch more and like maybe have a better idea of how to try to react. Because <laughs> yeah, there's prelim matches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I sure. say we get there, you know, a little 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 bit early, but not so early that it would be reasonable to pull Lannick away for something. Yeah. So we have to time it pretty particularly. Yeah. Because um, what we don't want is us to show up super early and then be like, well, since you're here super early, well, why don't we just have a quick interview with Lannick? Yeah. And <laughs> then we can only go with the helmets malfunctioning so much before this becomes a problem of not <laughs> seeing his face. Uh, before we get there, are we able to do a new recording on the stone that's just like 
I'm sorry. I'm in meditation. No interviews till later. It's like, <laughs> yes. basically have that to play anytime anyone tries to grab him until the match starts. <laughs> yeah, because I can't always be there um, mm -hmm. to talk our way out of it. So, Well, let's... especially yet, like when we first get there, if you're out of the armor, yeah. then we want to have that like yeah. up in the helmet where I can just like reach up and press. <laughs> I'd be like... Yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, I can, I can, if I, if I was confident, I would say if I was confident that I could personally just be around the armor the whole time, I could just run up and play interference against anybody who would try to take it, to, take it away. But there are times I get pulled away as a herald. So yeah, that's a really, really smart idea. We'll put it right in the, uh, near the mouthpiece. So when you do hit it, it seems natural. Can you, you, I'm assuming you can rig that. Sorry. Oh, I yeah, promises. Totally. Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So rig up a stone to give you kind of a Lannick recording. Yeah. Um, uh, to say, I'm not, I'm not talking now. I'm busy. Uh, in so <laughs> no many words. Can you make before. it in such a way that it has two different, it's just, uh, uh, so flip flops between two different. I can't do that, but I can make two things. Uh, one, uh, each one with a different, message does it cost you a bunch to do it so i can uh, with magical tinkering i can do up to three things at a time do you have anything on the armor that you're tinkering that no not currently so um, like then, yeah just throw, throw two stones that mm -hmm. basically say the same thing with completely different phrasing mm -hmm. um so it doesn't sound roll dexterity each time to make sure I'm pressing <laughs> the right one. no i think you can press one stone or the other i love it though I'm sorry, I can't, 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 uh, speak right now. I am, uh, deep in, I'm sorry, I can't speak. Uh, Stop so with it. the stones are created, mm -hmm. um, uh, two different stones saying essentially the same thing, just with different phrasing to better cover it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, you're choosing to go down there early, but not too early. Mm -hmm. uh, so that you can see pr most of the prelim fights, but maybe well the first one is happening, or just after the first one into the second one, so that the that that you you wouldn't like most people be focused on the fights. At exactly, that point. crowds um, are real distracted. Uh, yeah. Crowds are distracted and everything. So people notice as you walk down the street. You do not need to roll anything for this because. <laughs> A, Lannick has been busy. B, you practiced in the armor. C, you have a vocal uh, comparison. And D, Thomas outside to run interference. So you already know, we've already established you know how to move the armor. Yeah. Right? So uh, you, you make it uh, uh, with fair ease down to the arena. As you approach the arena, you weren't prepared. Davidstown is a pugilist stop. <laughs> you are ill-prepared for what this is about to be. <laughs> because on the backs of the arenas, huge tabards and banners unfold with different symbols on them that you, none of you are that familiar with. Suddenly, massive crowds start chanting. This is more than David's town that's here. At a glance, because you've been in your hotel room practicing or busy trying to convince the thing, a glance to the harbor shows in the last 30 minutes or so, while you were kind of getting yourself situated, a bunch of boats have come in. <laughs> um, and news apparently got around that the champion of, of last year's tournament for the great sport <laughs> was doing an exhibition match in a place that's easy to access by boats that most people are familiar with. <laughs> and Davidstown is flush with fans 
and population. There's horns playing in a band. <laughs> Suddenly, on other chariots... So I'm just going to make that a thing now. You see other champion armors. Uh, pugilist levels. None of them look nearly as complete as Lanix. Uh, Lanix is a full encasement. And only the like highest paid champions can afford that level. And you hear stomping and cheering. The sound of Thaumaturged louder than life effects as slashes and bangs from the champion battle, the pugilist level prelim battle that's going on is happening right now in the arena. And this is the kind of thing you expect in major cities. You didn't know Davidstown had it like this. <laughs> didn't know they had it. In and them. as you come up, someone screams, Lanix arrived! And a oh, huge Jesus. crowd swells up in noise <laughs> as the champion of last year's Fold Tournament appears. The greatest athlete known to all of Midland and possibly the entirety of the Fold Walk is arriving. Faster. Walk faster. Walk faster. <laughs> and that's where we're going to end this session. Right before the fi we finally get to the champion armor battle. I'd like to thank my wonderful pit crew. Uh, for joining me on this. And thank you very much, listeners, for listening. Uh, as a last step, uh, I am your game mother. My name is Stephen Kelsey, and you can, of course, find me at everything Dying of Exposure. Uh, where can they find you, Ron? I'm Ron Leota. I play Tama. You can find me at everything Leota Roleplaying or at the Roles We Play podcast, which I also do with Steve. Uh, my name is Aaron. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at Triple A Ron. That's triple space A space R A W N. Uh, also on Twitter at that same name. The strong urge just be like, I'm Kelsey Steven, and you can catch me on the flip side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Leaving it that way. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next Monday. Uh, see or see you two weeks from Monday for the next episode of The Adventures in the Fold and our first champion battle. Finally. Finally. Um, <laughs> Legit uh, got goosebumps when you said the crowd rises. I was like, ah, here we go. Yeah. Uh, make I'll sure to next. follow us at the low AC on social media. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or Instagram, Instagram. <laughs> and of course, uh, if you want Fire to hear our, our after episode <laughs> recordings and our bonus content, you can go to patreon.com slash low armor cast, or you can go to low and find out more ways to support the show. Thank you very much. And see you in a couple weeks. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you on the next episode of also Origami Masters of the Folds. <laughs> <laughs> also, check us out on Pornhub. Uh, so you're, you're talking about retro merit, the one that's retro spoken merit. in accent. I'm, I'm talking like episode one merit before episode, the, yeah, episode before the pilot recon. episode merit. Yeah, the pilot had some recasting. Um, hey, he got a concussion in that dirt fall and really <laughs> fucked up his speech center. The accent's gone. Anyway. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I just, I'm stuck right now on the idea that uh, the American accent is just like the Scottish accent with a head injury. <laughs> <laughs> um. that's uh, that's my head cannon now yeah. <laughs>